Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. An impossible goal! These guys are good! Scary good! And this crowd is going bananas! As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello everyone, welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. Presented to you by our friends at BetMGM. My name is Michael Leboff. Uh, joining me... As always, is my friend, co-host, colleague Nick Martin, uh, out there in Calgary, Alberta. Uh, Nick, this will be a pretty short episode. The NHL All-Star break looms on the horizon. It, every team will be off from Thursday to Sunday uh, as the All-Stars head down to Florida for the skills competition, which is on Friday night. The games are on Saturday afternoon. Uh, but we still have uh, five games to look forward to. We'll talk about the three games on Tuesday night and two games on Wednesday. Uh, in this episode, we'll start with the Kings and Hurricanes. Los Angeles plus 165 in Carolina. The Canes minus 200. The over-under is six. Carolina's on a rip right now. Um, so I think that this number could get even bigger. Five in a row for the Hurricanes. 7-0-1 oh, uh, in their last eight. The only... Uh, two points they didn't get was against the Vancouver Canucks of all teams in that that crazy game uh, that ended up being the last I think the last win for Bruce Boudreaux uh, in the shootout at Carolina. Two of those wins, uh, two of their last three wins have come in uh, overtime, with uh, the the lone exception in that three game span being a four one resounding win over the all of a sudden slumping Boston Bruins. I actually think Los Angeles is is worth the side that I'd look to bet here. I think it's just going to be a sell high spot in Carolina. Like I said, they're on an absolute tear, but what we know about this hurricanes team is they can dominate at five on five. They can throw tons and tons of rubber at the net, but they're just going to be some nights where they don't finish. And the Kings are good in a five and five team where I think they kind of mute that five and five advantage a little bit for Carolina and enough that, especially if we see some money come in on the Canes, that Los Angeles will be worth a shot here the Kings would be my lean. And I agree with that. I think it's a bit of a weird spot to bet on both the game and Carolina, which scares me off them a little bit. 
Uh, I think we know this is exactly what we saw from Carolina last year. They're kind of in that same boat with like Tampa and Toronto where it's just like nothing is really that interesting as of now, I think. And we're just waiting to see how it's going to go in the postseason if they're going to have the same struggles to produce. So yeah, on this game, I, I like your angle. I think the Kings are pass is my take. And just big picture on the Hurricanes. If you're someone who doesn't, who who's interested in backing them in the futures market to win the cup, I would wait because if this team doesn't get a scorer at the trade deadline, they're going into the playoffs basically as the same team as they were last year with the same questions that they had last year. Um, and when they're playing, when you're playing against a good team over and over and over again, which you are in the postseason, you know, those, those things matter. not having, you know, strong power play or, or someone who can finish the chances you create. So I would just wait is all I'm saying with Carolina. They're a great team, but they're clearly in need of something. Uh, and if they don't get that, they could be a little bit of a vulnerable favorite uh, in best of sevens, no matter who they play. Uh, you're watching capitals are also playing on Tuesday night. That would be January 31st. Uh, Carol, uh, Washington, minus 210. In Columbus, the Jackets are plus 170. The over-under here is 6.5. Washington, 7-7-2, seven, seven and two, I believe, since the holiday break. Coming off of a few wonky results. This does scream like a get-right spot, though. Although, it has to be noted that Junis Corposalo has been pretty good for Columbus this season. in goal uh, been the better of, of their three goalies which I didn't see coming. He's He's been dismal the past two or three seasons for Columbus. I think the, the number is a little rich on Washington, but just considering their overall form, but you're not scared off here by the price. No, I like this as a get right spot. And the thing that I like the most is that I actually think people are overrating the capital struggles so bad. They're, they're just not finishing anything. They scored eight goals less than expected in an eight-game sample size. Like, that doesn't happen, and um, especially to this team. There's been some ugly periods. I thought period two, obviously, versus Toronto was disastrous. You could just see they got beaten in every way. There's so many breakdowns. But with that said, that's Toronto. They're not. This is not Columbus. I don't think the Caps will look past this game, and I think their four lines can put a lot of pressure and generate a lot of offense on the Blue Jackets. And then the other thing is, the Blue Jackets likely are going to be without Blankenberg and Boakvist, which we talked about how they had that small pushback to respectability once they got a couple more NHLers back in the lineup. And now it's getting really, really thin again. So I think it's one where I'm I'm willing to pay the price. I think the Caps are going to take advantage of this. I hope so. And head into the break with the win. They're right in the thick of the, the wild card race. They really it, need this one. It's, and I, think when just... I think it's worth just sizing up the wild card race real quick. Washington has 58 points, then it's Pittsburgh 57, Buffalo 56, and the Islanders 55, Panthers 54. But by points percentage, uh, because they played fewer games, the Penguins would would be ahead of uh, Washington in that first wild card spot, and then it would be Buffalo in 56. Uh, excuse me, Buffalo in, in the second wild card spot with the, the next best point percentage. Then it would be the Capitals and the Islanders. So, yeah, all of a sudden this turns into a, a really important game for the Capitals to go into the break with a little bit of a cushion uh, in, in the playoff race. So it does feel like a get right spot and they're catching the, the blue jackets, a team with that's just had a nightmare first half, I think in a good, pretty good spot where look, they just want the season to end. So a nice seven day break waiting for, for the blue jackets, I'm sure sounds beautiful to them. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't get their best effort uh, 
but I just still think like with, with the way things have kind of been going against Washington, I, this is a pretty easy pass for me. Uh, Ottawa and Montreal will be the third and final game on Tuesday night. The Sens minus 175, Habs plus 145. The over under six and a half. I think this is a spot where I'd actually lay the goal in a half with, with Ottawa. They've won three in a row. They can kind of fool themselves into thinking they're back in the playoff race if they get a win here because that'll put them at 51 points. At worst, they'll be six back of of Pittsburgh, and they, depending on what Buffalo does on Wednesday night, you know they, they'd be seven. They could be seven back, which for this team, like considering where they were a week ago, uh, that they can give themselves some false hope. And I think that that's kind of important for where the Senators are at in terms of their taking a step forward. They want to play some meaningful games deeper into the season. Uh, and the Habs, man, they're missing so many bodies. The defense just. You've said it before, like it reads like a beer league roster. They've been bailed out by some incredible goaltending from Sam Montembeau over the season. He's kind of shading some of that, uh, those issues. And the Senators are due for some positive regression. You look at that, their shooting percentage, it's at five on five. It's near the bottom of the league recently, and they should have a much better finish rate when you consider who they have in their lineup. I think this this game is is you're going to get a great effort from the Senators, who like I said they're going to want to go into the break thinking, okay we're still in this thing. Meanwhile the Habs kind of fall in that Blue Jackets bracket where let's just end the season right now. Yeah, the Habs are they're fighting. I think everyone should be proud. Martin St. Louis should be proud, but there's just so little NHL talent on the roster that's going to move, move the needle right now. And uh, yeah. I, I think looking for a different result than we saw Saturday doesn't make a lot of sense. So I can definitely see the logic with just backing the Sens to win comfortably again. It's plus 140 right now at Bet MGM, uh, the minus one and a half on Ottawa. I think if they win, it'll likely be by multiple goals. So uh, I'll, I'll take the shot there. So Tuesday night, you like the Cavs on the puck line. I'm leaning towards the Kings and uh, I'll probably play the Sens minus one and a half. Maybe go go your route with just back a lot of Sens also. Uh, in terms of player props, goal scorers, etc. Uh, Wednesday night, two games, and they're both really good. Once uh, the, the NHL goes into the break with a little bit of a bang here, the Canes and Sabers, uh, <clears throat> and that's in Buffalo, and then the Bruins and Leafs. We kind of have an idea of where these lines will likely be, um, but obviously this is two days in advance, so we won't have it official. So we'll do our best here to kind of give our betting thoughts on these two matchups to start with Carolina and Buffalo. It'll be a back-to-back for Carolina. This was a huge game for the Sabres in, in the playoff race. They could find themselves in, in a, one of the top eight spots going into the break. Uh, and they're, they're on a little bit of a ripper here, six, two and two in their last 10, the Sabres are, we'll see what happens to Carolina on, on Tuesday night. But if, if you get the Sabres as a decent home underdog, I think they'd be worth a shot here. Yeah, there's early, early openers that suggest it's going to be around plus 130. If it's going to be plus 130, I think it's a really good play on Buffalo. And to talk about Buffalo in that playoff race for a second, because I know people who follow me in the Action app will have seen that I posted Buffalo to make the playoffs plus 500 a month ago, six weeks ago. And now I think people are probably thinking it's a smash spot. I'm seeing people saying, now you really want to get on the Sabres to get in when it's down to plus 200. One note. Buffalo has the toughest strength of schedule left out of anyone in that race. So they're playing a lot better. They're playing really good. But I think that's the one thing that is going to be relevant. Um, but tomorrow, uh, Wednesday night versus Carolina is a really good spot to prove they can win those tough, tough games. And they could be catching Carolina in a really good spot. They're really not like you're heading into the break on a back-to-back. You'd 
they kind of just won that massive game versus Boston. I, it could definitely be a letdown spot versus Carolina. But yeah, I just think that's an interesting note on Buffalo that they do have the toughest strength of schedule remaining, which is, uh, you know, notable and what's going to be a really tough race. And I think the other team to watch in that race right now, Florida had been pressing for exactly the kind of win they got on Saturday versus Boston, and they deserved that win. I thought they yep. were excellent altogether. And when Boston went up 3-2, I was like, this is the most perfect synopsis of how each of these team seasons have gone. And then they still found a way to tie it and win it. So I think they're going to be a team to watch moving forward. They've got a lot of room left. And I think, if anything, they'd be a team that I think is going to sneak in and make a big push. Speaking of those Bruins, uh, they're traveling to Toronto uh, on Wednesday night. Similar to the Buffalo spot, right? Like, if this if the Bruins open, and, and it seems like the indication right now is that it'll be around even money, maybe a little bit. Uh, maybe they will be a little bit of an underdog because they've they're in a slump right now. I think what is it three losses in a row for the Bruins? It's it's got to be Bru- the Bruins if you see a plus sign next to them, even even on the road. The Leafs are in a funny spot. We've talked about it all, you know, for a couple weeks now, where we know where they're going to finish. It's it's just going to come down to home ice advantage and how much does that mean to them? And uh, they'll start Ilya Samsonov again, but Matt Murray's hurt, so I I just think that they're they're just excited to get to the break. The, the Leafs too is like, you think about the pressure cooker that they're in, uh, in Toronto, getting a couple of days off from, from that would be lovely. And and of course the Austin Matthews injury also looms uh, pretty large here. Good spot to back the Bruins. First time you can really buy low on them all year. Uh, and without Matthews in the lineup, I think Boston as a pick them or worse is, is worth it. Yeah, I'm actually not thinking too much. Like, I'm expecting really a game. I think both teams will really be there and be ready to go. But this is one, somehow there's actually been a decent amount of clamoring about Boston losing three straight. And now they head in for a matchup with Toronto. They're going to be up for this one ready to go. I still think if you're going to argue Boston's the best team in the league, you should be playing them here, especially as a dog without Matthews. So I think that's something I'll know. And like to talk about how amazing Boston have been, and people actually apparently making some noise about them losing three straight. Like it is so hard to do what they've done in the NHL, especially with how um, like how deep the East is. The East is so stacked this year. To plug another stat that I think is interesting that we've been talking about, the East is 192 wins, 114 losses, 45 overtime losses versus the West. So that shows how top heavy it is right now. And Boston has this unreal of a record. Um So I think like if you're going to say Boston's the best team in hockey, I think they'll be ready to go in this spot. I think it's a pretty good time to get on them. And then to talk about it from a cup perspective, especially because I saw someone ask about like Eastern, uh, Eastern conference futures on the Bruins, even though I actually, I don't think they're fraud. I don't think they're anything like that. I think they're legitimately as good as they've been. This just is a good time to like, outline how hard it is to win in the nhl when both teams do the right things like when both teams play at such a level we see this every playoffs you don't guarantee your result you just don't like that's the reality of it i don't think president's trophy winners everyone talks about how they never win and blah 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 i don't think on average it's been that they get in the playoffs and they choke it's just that it's so hard once you get in there and you're playing like tampa bay and you know the games you're only going to control like 55 percent of the run of play or whatever it is it's going to come down to close margins which I think is a, it's just a relevant betting note when you talk about futures, like 
looking at a team like Boston, the way they've dominated thus far, I don't think they're a fraud at all. I think they're legitimately have been the best team in hockey. Their roster stacked. They're so good. But when they get in the playoffs, they're still going to have two rounds to get out of the East where it's going to be chances are a ton of really close hockey. So when I think about something like backing them to win the East at the current price, I don't know if I'd want to get on that. Yeah, I'm with you. It's a, it's a point I, I, I always made um, about a team like Toronto, uh, especially last year when people were talking about the regular season they had. Uh, and then w- how could this team be just a slight favorite over Tampa Bay who had fits and starts? And uh, the point I kept making was, yeah, but not, not Toronto's going to have to play Tampa Bay every night. Like so, it's they don't you don't get a night off in the playoffs. Whereas like last year, that the uh, the the Atlantic was was so such a mess that you know you can make the same thing with the Panthers when when the Panthers were they were decent favorite against the Capitals uh, in that round one, but they got to beat up on Ottawa, Detroit, uh, and and uh, all those Montreal and all those teams last year in, in in the Atlantic to help pad their their numbers. So. It's just a different animal. So I, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I, I think pe- people confuse this is the best team in the NHL. That's a very that's a different kind of endorsement from this team is worth a bet to win the Stanley Cup, right? Like you, yeah. you, you can, and you can make one like, endorsement and then a completely different one where you say, no, I think they're a terrible bet to win the Stanley Cup, but they are the best team in the NHL. Yeah, and I think like the – an interesting one, like with the Panthers last year, I actually thought they had clear flaws. There was a lot of people who thought heading in the playoffs, that team was not going anywhere. I don't think Boston's like that. I'm not trying to pick apart anything with their roster. They're stacked in pretty much every relevant area. So this is more just saying like, you're going to play Tampa, you're going to play Carolina. All these teams are super well built. They're stacked. Like, I don't think you're going to see a match like, any of those matchups, I doubt you'll see one team just absolutely fold the other to where there's like no debate about which team should have won on an average night. So, yeah, we'll see. The playoffs are shaping up to be unreal. The East is absolutely stacked. So, yeah, I, I think it's a tough year to try and pick yeah. a winner coming up there. Watch out, watch out for those Islanders. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Let's just real quick talk about the West uh, since we'll we'll be off for uh, a week. The Edmonton Oilers are starting to round into form or they have rounded into form and they're they're getting tongues wagging uh, a little bit about them being uh, perhaps the second best team in the West behind a healthy Colorado. This is kind of the similar to the Sabres. 
I always want to say with the Oilers and with the Sabres that when that conversation starts is when you need to take a step back and be like, okay, do I need to jump off the ship? We've seen it with Buffalo now twice this season. Like all of a sudden everyone, the, the media gets really excited. This team, oh, could they make the playoffs for the first time in 11 years? They just won eight in a row or they just won five in a row, whatever they've been doing this year. And then that's when uh, the regression hits and they, and they start to slow down. The Oilers too, like when the Oilers are going well, it means that the rest of the, that lineup is is holding water or helping carry water with McDavid and Dreisaitl and they're getting the goaltending. But we've seen so many times with this team that that isn't just because it's happening right now doesn't mean it's guaranteed to continue. Um, so I think a lot of the num the a lot of the value has been kind of sucked out of Edmonton. That said, the Pacific is really starting to show its true colors over the past six it's weeks or so. Horrific. Yeah, it looks, it looks really. It looks like, <laughs> like remember last year, um, everyone's like the Pacific is going to be a joke, and it sort of was, but but Edmonton and Car. It wasn't. It sh- I shouldn't say that. It, w- it really wasn't because Calgary and Edmonton played at a terrific level. Los Angeles was good all season long, and you know Vegas was just kind of unlucky with injuries. It start. It looks like a joke this year. It's starting to kind of look like a joke. Uh, Vegas yeah, and even is- then, like to trash talk it a bit from last year. I know you don't want to get too much like this team beat that team type of stuff, but so Edmonton walks through an incredibly beat up Los Angeles team. They play the flames who everyone thought were like the one nice well-constructed roster they mowed them down in five games whatever it might have been six if coleman's kick counts but either way i don't think it was a great showing and then they get into the west final they lose four nothing like i think ultimately it did kind of show that like the truly elite teams weren't there this team this year's a little different like i i'm low on vegas they're just hurting they were doing so well with stone and all the guys playing and now i just think like they're falling apart. Edmonton's got a good schedule. I know Seattle's got a really good schedule too, but I still think that I I like the Oilers. I think they're going to come out with the division title often enough that even at there's some plus two eighties out there. I think they can do it. I I'd love to see it be them or Seattle, but I think they can do it. The Kings, they've been elite, but I don't see how they're going to control more of the play than they have thus far. And I still think that Copley is just, it's going to be such a flaw I've seen so many people throwing around the night the Kings were on top of the division, how they have a negative goal differential, which is a huge slight, but I, I don't even think it's like the same as other teams where you're saying like, that means they're kind of luck boxing their way to do it. It's more like they have that goal differential because of the goaltending, but I don't think that's going to change unless they trade for a big name. So for me, I think it's going to be hard for the Kings to stay in there, getting some, some of that price with them expecting them. And then Vegas are still the outright favorite on some or right there. And I think them playing with the harder schedule and the shortages i think there's enough logic to get on the oilers here yeah yeah i think it's more about their environment than their their team uh but i will say i think that coming out of the break the oilers will be a, a, a team i'll probably look to play against um because i think you're going to hear a lot you know that as everyone revs back into the season after the all-star break you'll see a lot of those those pieces from the hockey media outlets like okay who are your picks now that the second half is starting and a lot of people are going to back the oilers because the sentiment around them is so high and, and it just they're such a polarizing team uh that when when the highs come like they're high and when the lows come they're low uh so i i'm expecting a little bit of uh i i'm expecting the market to be a little too high on, on edmonton coming out of the break is just what the point i was trying to make uh, all right, uh, let's just quickly get to top shelf bets, our favorite bets for 
Tuesday, January 31st, and Wednesday, February 1st. Top shelf where Mama hides the cookies. I'm going to just go with the Senators, minus one and a half against the Habs. The Ottawa, this is a huge game for them to kind of give themselves a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, they can go into the break with a four-game winning streak, and it's a good time to be playing the Habs. There's just so many bodies missing. They'll be at home. They have been playing hard, but with the break looming, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Sens don't get the best version of the Habs, and even if they do get the best version of the Habs, they have every chance of blowing them out of the water. So minus one and a half on an Ottawa team that is still due for some positive regression is my favorite bet for these two days. I'm going to say my favorite bet for the two days, if the Sabres open north of plus 120 uh, as they host Carolina, I think that's going to be my favorite one. And I, I could even see that being a game where maybe a reverse puck line holds some merit just on the narrative that maybe Carolina doesn't quite show up. Buff and Buffalo's been playing a way better team game. Their underlying numbers are quite strong. They've got some guys that can finish. They're, I think it's just a spot that lends itself to them very well as an underdog in this playoff chase. So I'm going to go with the Sabres. I like the Caps puck line too, but um, based on my expectations of where the Sabres will open, I'd say that's my preferred play. All right, uh, that does it for this episode of Line Change. For Nick Martin and Michael Leboff, have an enjoyable All-Star break, and we will see you next week as we kick off the unofficial second half of the season. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.